His love, his grace and mercy. At one time, the devil cursed me. I was drowning out in my mess. But the Lord, he came and saved me like a damsel in distress. Yeah, now we are living and now we are giving. Blessings apply to the ceiling. Anointed my head with oil. Now look at my cup and it's spilling. My sins, he picked up the billing. He got all my enemies chilling. He made a way, I won't forget the feeling. I'll do whatever, just ask me, I'm willing. Willing, 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 willing. Change. I like you 
Y'all, yeah, we gon' run this thing 
you talking about this y'all yeah y'all yeah we gonna run this thing all yeah all yeah all yeah, all yeah. let's get it straight off the rail get it straight off the rail whoa whoa to the blood chunky seeds to the crib hundred shots in the vip and at least a hundred more in the clip just thought she said with a banged up and tattoo still fuck a nigga bitch if i have to put any nigga on the track bet i lap you put some niggas on the map that i didn't have to and one phone you looking crazy i'd have slapped you but nowadays i gotta choose what i react to cause getting money is the only thing that moves me got your bop in my jacuzzi won't drama though still got the lose yeah. we gon' run this thing all year all year we gon' run this thing all year all year fuck you talking about this y'all yeah y'all yeah we gon' run this thing all year all year we gon' run this thing all year all year we gon' run this thing all year all year what you talking about this y'all yeah Every time you see it, bad bitches, real niggas waiting line to see it. It ain't about being hottest, who lasts the longest? You can be these niggas' favorites, who's cast the longest? Mark, cause the last time I motherfucking checked, me and Bird just split another fucking check. Rap niggas hate cause I'm a motherfucking threat. In and out the booth, I bring it to they motherfucking neck. Oh my, and Granny so I let you niggas be me, then my family's through. But no, that ain't how my family do. Now let me show you how Cali move. We gon' really. Chachi check the check, Chachi on the loose. Chachi on his tip, Chachi don't want the truth. Chachi on the bread, Chachi on your girl. Already got the city, Chachi want the world. My name, y'all gon' respect my game. Get to the exit, cause this is the diamond lane. With or without my big homies round, stay on your side, cause if not, then it's going down. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we gon' really go. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck y'all, yeah. Y'all, yeah, we gon' understand. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah, what you talking about, the show, yeah, 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 we gon' understand. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah.
much, man. Smoking, I'm frustrated. Lie to my girl when she bring it up much later. Nah, I ain't a hoe. I just crush a lot. Boss off, re-rock till I whip the watch. Must've hit me from the yacht. Drunk, laughing at chop. They said it's grind time. A gang of niggas want your spot. Look, a gang of these new niggas won't be popped. That's why a gang of these little niggas gon' get shot. It's hard to grow up. Niggas ain't fucking with you, so what? Sit your ass down, get your dough up. I don't never judge with my nose up. I'ma blow up. On that note, bitch, I want hundred to the point you get taxed for it. If I ever need your hand, I ask for it. Until then, I'ma be on my shit like, oh, I'ma get rich on you, and I'ma be richer than you. I'ma get rich like, oh, I'ma get rich on you. Trying to fuck something. I told her back it, back it up for a young G. Remember, hoes used to call a nigga ugly. Two chains on mouth full of gold teeth. OG chiefed up, try me, get creased up. Play couldn't make the cut, even with a knife on. So bad, had to hit it with the lights on. Got it like a stereo, I'm finna take it home. She told me keep that shit a secret just for me to know. She got her ass so fat, I gotta hold that. I'ma throw this money, don't need no tax. You could quote that. Sounds sincerely yours. I swear I grind all the time, make me need it more. Hey, oh, I'ma get rich on you, and I'ma be richer than you. I'ma get rich like, oh, I'ma get rich on you, I'ma be richer than you. And we never going back, so I know it's clear. Call the teller every night, so I know it's there. Only find truth in your accountant in your mirror. Counting checks, cause I'm deaf, nigga. Kobe stare. Ooh, the pussy so tight, I have to claim her. Got your deal and your sign fail, call Kramer. Danger, dying is cheap, living ain't free. Niggas is cool, but niggas ain't me. AP with the jury, tell the court come. Get to the millions as a civilian, gotta be worth something. My only like bitches who go and find bitches. They all getting fined even when they find bitches. Ten summers like a motherfucking shy sentence. You ain't getting business, grand stay out my business. Why when they you to ignore the calls on niggas? Don't call us back or broke, richer than all y'all niggas. It's right, right, right. City niggas judging for what you got on. I'm well known from Atlanta past big dog. Me TC Ring 400 must have getting rich dog. Lemon lambs getting money like what they hitting for. Follow code, gotta value morals and principle. Niggas acting like they pimps, but they pay the bills. Yeah, Some of right the business that we say we in. And one year, but it's motherfucking good music and it's on Spotify, so everybody getting paid. Niggas wanna shine with me, but they won't do the time with me. 
snitching, throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. Ooh, I didn't want a dime on me. Snitching, throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. I gotta keep the fire on me. I'm riding dirty on the low, cause the judge giving niggas body parts, elbows. So I paid 1500 for my stash spot. It's janky though, if you fuck with it, it'll pop out. Ooh, I got a strike and a felony. But the homie ride when we say his record couldn't. So you would take this case, is what you telling me. Telling me, Ooh, you better not tell on me. You went to jail for a lick and came home too quick. And you wonder why your homies never want to tell you shit. But we wasn't too short, so the homie still let him lurk. To niggas saw that paperwork. Told the DA, he was a driver, he plotted, he did it. He even threatened to fuck me up if I wasn't with it. Woo. Now it's all bad in the hood and he can't come around. Conversations like some, some, some gun that nigga damn. Niggas wanna shine with me, but they won't do the time with me. Snitching throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. Ooh, I didn't want a dime on me. Snitching throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. I gotta keep the fire on me. I made it through my situation and I stayed down. For niggas smutting, there's nothing much you can say now. I'm so accustomed to sucking niggas I hate now. I poke her face and touch my niggas play foul. It ain't no rules, cause these niggas threw the rules away. If I could pick a place in time, I would choose today. See, I'm the type of nigga die for his jewelry. Gang related homicide is what the news will say. Playing with my reputation ain't amusing, mate. Playing with a nigga patience, who are you to say? Short temper, fuck it, I'ma blow a fuse a day. And when I lose my mind, I'ma shoot a face. I seen him get away with murder cause he knew the way. Killed the nigga, went to trial, then he beat the case. So what type of example do it set, nigga? Play with mine, you can fucking get wet, nigga. Yes, nigga. Niggas wanna shine with me. But they won't do the time with me. Snitching throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. Ooh, I didn't want a dime on me. Snitching throw their time to me. That's why I always ride low key. Alright, so we were just talking about YG and I heard he got some better music because I ain't really been liking YG. Excuse me. He been like not on my hit list, if you know what I mean. So I'm on the Google YG. Uh oh. Oh, I got him on the right phone. I almost was tripping, y'all. <laughs> so many phones. I'm a Google. I'm going to Spotify YG, and I'm going to look up the Su-Whoop song. S-U-H, or maybe it's S-O-O. I found it. Okay. All right. Try to hook it back up, y'all. And if you're listening to the music and you want your songs played, you bastards, <laughs> tell me how you feel about this song. Oh, hold on. Alright, we got action. Honey chunk of big peas. Niggas went quiet, then must have did the bit. So 
ain't scared, nigga, I'm brag. YG a rapper and he full flesh bang. So woo my rag. I'm so woo when I'm mad. YG, don't you got a daughter? Yeah, I'm a gang banging ass dad. Big B Gucci bag. Blue hunters in my bag. YG, how you feel about the hunters being blue? Nigga, I ain't mad. The Crips now with this blood shit. Need a pop ruin, that's blood, bitch. Always down with this thug shit. She get fly, she suck dick. Pull a bill in me mug. All that she ain't hugging. Square, you ain't fucking. She love to pop, she dug it. YG, he brains. World ball, be brains. YG, he pain. Don't get in his way. 40 on my way. It's like I'm trying to go to jail today. Red rubies in my chains. Niggas know how much I pay. Lie on the block. YG, we going to the top, to the top, to the top. In the box. Never let him put a nigga in the box. Cause a nigga off the block. YG, AKA Big Blood, AKA Big Red Fox. YG, AKA Little Boo. From that phone block. So woo, my cool. Scared nigga, I'm brave. YG a rapper any full flesh bang. Banging on these bitch niggas. Banging while I'm rich, nigga. I don't make no sense, nigga. Cause I don't get no shit, nigga. Come to LA and pay rent, nigga. Your blood shit ain't lit, nigga. Fuck you don't wanna be a bitch, nigga. You a clown, you it, nigga. So whooping my songs. My enemies sing my songs. My soul whooping so strong. I can't do no wrong. My whooping can't be clone. I'm serious, I'm bold. My bitch in the soup whoop roll. Take it off, she in the soup whoop gone. I ain't with the pink hair blood shit. So, I ain't with the only at the club bloody. Say, My niggas I be with, they known for bussing. What, who, and where end the discussion? Cause YG, he brains. Grew up off, he brains. YG, he pain. Don't get in his way. 40 on my way. Scared, nigga, I'm brave. YG a rapper, any full flesh bang. All right, so y'all people gotta tell me what y'all like about that song. I'm about to play another song, but I'm about to set the scene for y'all. I want to do a video, right? And I'm putting it out in the universe because it's 11-11. I usually don't put stuff out in the universe because, well, I usually, I always do, but I usually don't like to say it. I usually think it because the universe and me have a thought process where I just think it. But this one is a serious one, so I got to do it. And it's going on right now because everybody's doing 90s theme stuff. So I want to do a 90s theme video. I want it to be, it's like 90s, 80s. I want it to be a kid and play house party video, but not necessarily a, high, a house party because people don't do house parties anymore. It's Yes, class act. So I want it to be like a class act meets a house party. So I want it to start off like, you know, because class act, they meet in the classroom. They meet, uh, they get mixed up on the hallway and then they meet in the classroom. But this one, since it'll be like really quick, I want it to be like you meet on a bus 
and you get mixed up and you now you got to live each other's lives then you go to this house party but it's not a house party it's a hotel party because it's you can either do airbnb or you can rent a room so i'm thinking more like a hotel who knows it could be either or but like a hotel or a house party and then you know i can never say the, the word choreograph I guess choreograph the dance and have them like do a da- do the dance that, that they did on house party, but add like maybe like the new dances that they got going on today. So up to date, updated. And the song is called No Room. So the it's like you can't sit with us, you can't fuck with us, and that's kind of how house party was, and that's how and how class act was. It was like you got to be the cool kids to do this. I'm the reason why class act happened is one was a nerd, one was a cool kid, so they 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 information got mixed up, and now the cool kid he acted like a nerd because he needed his grades up, and the, the nerd needed to be need the cool points. So you know, I don't know what the song is called. It's like I always get my levels wrong. I'm sorry, Pam. Um, the song is called No Room. It's a two minute and sudden song. It's like I got so many phones. I don't even know like which one I be on. So I be putting the wrong password on other phones. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Okay, this phone. Okay. Oh Lord, I'm about to be locked out. What phone are you? Hold on. Oh, figured it out. See, I'm over here putting the wrong password. I just told y'all I was doing that. So, this song is called No Room. I don't want to do Pussy Talk with this one because this Pussy Talk is more a strip club. This one is like, you can't sit with us and we too cool for you and it's a 90s party. You know, maybe that was that's what it could be. Not during the 90s, but like we're going to a 90s party. Oh, yeah, as the thoughts keep coming in, universe... I'm gonna don't let nobody else because I didn't like R.I.P. Bernie Mac because I was gonna say Bernie Mac, but this one had nothing to do with him. But R.I.P. Bernie Mac, Bruno Mars because they got the same B.M. You know, Baby Mama B.M. So Bruno Mars and Cardi B had a video and it was like '90s, but I wasn't feeling it. Just not because I don't love Bruno Mars and I don't love Cardi B, but I just wasn't feeling that particular song. So this song, I'm feeling it because, of course, I made it. And, yeah. All right. So I want to play it. Affirmations, people. Don't forget, it's 11, 11, 11, 2018. 2 plus 1 plus 8 is 11. So it's, like, technically 11, 11, 11. So affirmations. Yes. We're going to move into our house soon. And we're going to have a housewarming party. And we're going to get housewarming things that we don't already have after we go shopping at my mom's house. And her surrogate mom's house we're gonna go shopping at our mom's houses and we're gonna go get some things to fill the house and it's gonna be a house with a washer and dryer inside of it and we're making that and we're putting that out there in the universe today yes i hope it's a gas though oh man i don't even know like the lady sent me all the information for about it and i didn't even read it because i was like i don't want to get too excited what she told me i don't even want to keep saying it i can't say it because i don't want her to know because it's just like it's it's just it's just so what she's talking about it's like everything that i've been saying so that's that's what you think Kamadre. everything that i've been saying like i want to do like think of everything i'm saying i want to do all the things that we have trouble doing those are the things that they have access to at that house 
So we have it's it. We got an apartment. Yeah, I just don't want to put too much out there because I'm scared. Because you know I don't want it don't to be, be scared. Universe. You gotta, you gotta yes. Woo! It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one apartment that's like it's the the same amount of the same amount as living at the house. Uh-huh. The apartment is perfect because there is a watch house down the street. My job is down the street. The bus to get to her daughter's school is down the street. So she would she would be able to go home for a couple hours and come back and get her daughter instead of having to be out all day, every day, and having to find something to do. Like, the apartment works because... And my friend, she lives close. My friend would live upstairs or across the way. So it would be easy to get to her house. You know, it would be easy. Living at this house... Yes, we'd have to go and, you know, like, uh, go out. You'd have to be out all day again on the bus and, you know. But there are conveniences with being in the house, not having to be in an apartment, not having to hear people walk over yet, being in the house, period. This period, being in the house. Um, It being your own space, having a – there is a washer and dryer in the house. I already put that out there anyway. So having a washer and dryer in the house, not having to go anywhere to wash clothes, being able to wash clothes once a week or wash whatever you need. You know, like, it's conveniences with being in a house. I would prefer to live in a house, but I'm happy with both, just as long as I get out of where I'm at. Universe, you hear that? Get me out of where I'm at. I've been saying house though. So I was screaming at the universe the other day. I was like, I want to live in a house. Damn it. I want to live in a house. And then the opportunity came. So I'm just, we've done everything we had to do. We're going to be able, and if that happens, maybe I can do the video at my house. I have a house party at my house. I don't even have to rent a damn room because I can have the fake house party and all the scenes could be done at my house. We can arrange things in a way that it looks like a classroom and it looks like, you know, maybe it won't be the bus. Maybe it will be a classroom and we can arrange it to where it looks like a classroom. Then we can arrange it to where it looks like a house party. Either way I go, I'm doing this shit. That's what I know. This music shit is gonna pop off. I don't care how old I am. They give me not just like thirty four. Okay, I'm not gonna be out here battling with women younger than me. Like, girl, live your life, do your thing, cause it's space for all of us. But I'm gonna do my thing too, cause I should have been doing it a long time ago. Cause I it just already kept popping up. Now it's just like, dude, this is it's like the universe. Like, this is it, bro. Either you gonna do this. Or you're going to go the other way. So I'm doing the school shit. I'm taking a class. I need to do my homework for the class. And I need to do the test for the class. And I got like 11, 10 chapters to do because I thought that I was going to have to withdraw from it. And the girl was like, no, don't withdraw. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to F. I want a W or an F. I don't want an F. I'd rather have a W. She told me not to take the W, so I'm like, all right, I got to do the work. So I'm going to do it. But I have a second plan, but I'm going to push the music because the music is just here right now. So with that being said, I'm going to play this song so that y'all can get y'all can also give me suggestions because now you know this you know where my head is at as far as what type of video i want and this is my first video so i'm really gonna have to this these extra hot cheetos that i ate today i can't be doing that <laughs> not no more i got uh there's this uh challenge that i share with my friend his name is 
Mo. I have to. I, I feel bad because I don't really know if his name was Mohammed or Muhammad. I don't know. Yeah. But his nickname is Mo. Yeah. So I'm going to call him Mo. So, but Mo, he does challenges on YouTube. So I talked to him. So we are going. There's this challenge in some place. I, I want to say San Bernardino or Pensadola. I don't know, girl. So shit. <laughs> it's some shit. And you know what's so crazy? Actually, Mark Neuer. Shout out to Mark because he's one of my favorite comedians. He's one of my favorite white people. So far, he's so so far so good. Right. I yeah hasn't said anything. He hasn't like said anything like you're my black chocolate queen. <laughs> he hasn't had said any shit like that that I usually get from white dudes. So shout out to Mark. I think he's pretty funny. I think I like when I like how he says, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen." I don't know why, but uh, he actually sent me this picture of this food and it's called uh Garage burger. Garage. Yeah. Garage with a K. Garage. Yes. So the garage burger, they have a challenge and you gotta eat all this meat stuff. So I don't eat beef. I'm so here's the thing. My friend, I told him, You're gonna do the challenge. I didn't tell him I was just gonna eat the chicken burger that the, the chicken shit that they had. But he's going to do the challenge. Like, I showed him. He was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. So he does challenges, challenges, and he puts them on YouTube. Okay. So I found a challenge. Because I wanted to do Snack Crate, but these bastards. I don't mean to call y'all bastards Snack Crate. But these bastards fucking don't take my debit card because it's a prepaid card. So because they have, um, they have it where you have to have a repetitive thing every month. Yeah. So it's a, a subscription. And the people who have debit cards, after they get their first order, they cancel the subscription. So they like to prevent that. They can't accept the prepaid debit cards. However, the guy sent me something, and he was like, so maybe next month, hopefully, uh, what what I'm going to do is order. He said, you can do a gift subscription. So if I purchase a gift for myself, then I'll just get one snack crate. And then I'll be able to do it. So what I'm going to do is order the snack crate next month. And then when it gets here, I'm going to let him know and say, all right, this is the day that we're going to go to whatever the city is to go try this burger. You're going to do the challenge. If you pass the challenge, then it's free. If you don't pass the challenge then whatever, and then later on, or, you know, either before or after, because he's a, He's a cool big teddy bear type of guy. So he may be able to eat the snack crate and do the challenge on the same day. Because I don't I don't want too much of his time. The, if we do the snack crate, because I do, I do need to try those snacks. Like, have you seen the snack crate? Like, the little episodes they have that's like 10, 15 minutes to watch. Okay. So on the snack crate, they have like two people trying each one. So they show you scenes of each couple of people trying this and it's like ketchup chips and it's just interesting because it's like different snacks from different countries and it's like oh, what they're okay. used to yeah. so um my co-worker my colleague because I work with teachers so there it's not co-workers colleague my colleague she was telling me she was like you girl you could just go to uh, Chinatown and go buy some snacks from Chinatown <laughs> and try them on the air and i was like we could do yeah. that but i just found out i could get a snack great 
true but i just so that means he that means that me and him would have to do like two days of this because we would have to record ourselves going from each place mm-hmm. getting the snacks trying the snacks and the next day driving to wherever and getting that burger me not doing the challenge because i'm just gonna get the chicken and he's gonna show my chicken burger with whatever i'm like oh look at this it's so big and he's gonna do the meat challenge because i can't do no beef and no bacon no thank you he can't though so i think you know i'm gonna run it past him i've been talking to him and i really been wanting to do youtube videos and that's just like my goal to like really push myself into doing the things that I say I want to do and not just procrastinating and sitting at home every month like oh I'm going to do this one day and to actually just do it so I figured out how to do it I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna run it past him because he was like well let me know he was like let me know the day when you want to do this I just figured out the plan just now on in our in our radio I don't even remember if I introduced it in our in our radio Samir Poppins Oh, Jesse. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna let him know. And uh yeah, I think I'm ready. I'm so excited. Like, I don't know, I wanna chase I wanna try different things. Like you guys need to go on Facebook. Are you you on Facebook, right? Of course you are. Yeah, you be sitting there she's hello on Facebook. <laughs> she be sitting here like she's my I tell you I love Libras like it don't matter and it's crazy cause it's like I'll build relationships and connections with people then I'm like what sign are you they be like Libra I'm like shut up that's why I fucking love your ass she literally goes and battles with guys on my page that I'm battling like this is not even I'm like yes finally some backup <laughs> I remember we went we was on fucking Facebook for hours going back and forth with some guy about eating ass mm-hmm. and he would not stop it was like bro you know you want to eat some ass it's not healthy bitch my ass is clean we both he saw he was like he was like would you eat your own ass? He was. <laughs> <laughs> you kiss yeah, he would. You kiss the dude after he eat your ass. Fuck yeah! It's my fucking ass. We both said the same thing. Her shit was like a second before mine. We both was like, fuck yeah, we gonna kiss the dude who can eat our ass. The fuck you mean? He gonna eat this ass and gonna enjoy it, and I'm gonna kiss him because it was gonna be clean and good and yummy and delicious. That's why he was eating it because it was clean and yummy and delicious. It went back and forth. And then there was some guy that we wasn't even responding to. And he kept going back and forth. Like, they don't even talking to you. We talking to the one who's actually cute. We talking to him. We not even going back and forth with your ugly ass. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. But she's like super right or die. It's like every Libra I meet, once we get that connection, we like, oh, oh, really? Really? Me and her have been supposed to kick it. But she always be hella far like in places having like shows in like north beach i'm like i'd be like is it bartable <laughs> if it's not bartable i cannot muni anywhere like muni means go home muni's 30 minutes yeah. if it's bartable if i could get there from fucking i will go all the way to where the i will go to the airport for you if you like i'm at the airport i'm like is it bartable yes i don't i, don't, I will come but if i gotta get on muni oh that's a date. That means we had to plan that two weeks ago. That means I had to know I was coming all the way. Yeah. So. Sounds like you could take Muni. You gotta stay the night. Oh, yeah. If I gotta take Muni, I'm not going home. No way. I have to stay the night. I used to live out here on 3rd and Palu. Muni means home. 
It means we're done for the day. Yeah. I cannot and I, I refuse. It better be some goddamn good ass dick if I'm putting my bra back on. I have put my bra back on for fools. It has been the biggest mistake. I, I put my bra back on for this dude who was a nerd and I was trying to like explore because I was like, I always go for the same dude. Let me try the dude who is smart and yeah. Well, mistake. First of all, I'm sorry if you're listening, but I ain't gonna say your name. <laughs> First of all, I get to his hotel. They fucking striking outside. So now I got to cross the picket line. I'm a broke hoe too. <laughs> we ain't striking at my job. So I'm like, fuck y'all. But then at the same time, I'm like, bro, I don't want to cross the picket line. He comes out and gets me. We cross the picket line. I go to his room. I only come there for one reason only. Because I want to get in the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> all I've been thinking about is a jacuzzi all week i go to his room because it's the marriott and it's supposed to be a jacuzzi there Mm -hmm. guess what ain't no fucking jacuzzi at all period whatsoever not only that but because he was a nerd he had sent me this picture now i feel like he sent me a picture of a a picture he found on google with a guy with a big dick because when i got there The big penis was not there. He had other appointments. Something. <laughs> he didn't come for me. I was like, so stupid. I guess this is a hotel, people, because I haven't told a hotel in a long time. I feel like I told this hotel, but I'll tell it again. <laughs> so I lit. I was like, okay. He He used to be on Facebook and he used to be telling people. All these stories about how this lady, he had dicked her down. She had gone crazy. And she was, like, always talking about him on Facebook. Well, now I think she's talking about him because she was unsatisfied. And she ain't trying to embarrass him embarrass him. Because I'm just like, bro. Not in my house. I lit him inside. Oh, baby. (sighs) And but you know what? Sometimes I could fake it. Like I've had some dick that's just not good, and I've been able to fake it. On this occasion, I cannot fake it. Like I just laid there, and I was thinking. Like I was thinking. I was like, I just imagine laying in the bed. Yes. So the scene from Wayne's Excel when Whitney Houston was getting having sex with that one guy, he was growling. He was like, and she was like, is this nigga growling? (laughs) That's how I feel. Like he was just doing it. I was like, what is he doing? Like I have thought bubbles. Like what's going on right now? Is he, is he sure? Like, is he hard? And then he was like, is everything okay? And that's how much of a nerd he was. Cause he was like concerned. I'm like, I was laughing. No. So I'm like the type of person who laughs in serious situations because that's my go-to. Like, I laugh. Like, it's I can't be like angry like right away. I just like. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Ha! 
So I laughed And he was like What <laughs> He was like Is everything okay <laughs> I was just like Just like Like Get up real quick <laughs> Get up with me Let me get on top or something But I didn't get on top Cause I was just done then he had the nerve to ask for head. I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, I'm no. so sorry, sir. Uh-uh. That service like, is closed for the for night. Real. We closed at 10. The same time the jacuzzi closed. <laughs> and there was no jacuzzi, so there is no head. A plus B equals MC squared. Just you're a smart guy. Put it together. <laughs> <laughs> you do your math. But yeah, I literally yeah, had to end that, knit that in the butt. He still texts me talking about how embarrassed he was. Embarrassed that his performance was lacking. He had to be embarrassed by everything. And I'm always nice. It's like maybe I hope he never listens to this because like I hope he does. (laughs) Who I am with a little margarita in me and who I am sober are two different and he didn't smoke weed so I I went over there and there was no marijuana so that's one there was no alcohol I think he offered me water and then juice no and then we went to uh, uh, the breakfast they had a brunch all the food was disgusting and I was like so you went to you pay for this hotel and it's a weak ass brunch <clears throat> Yeah, that's my hotel. It's a sad tale. Yeah. It's a it's not even a hotel. It's a tragedy. <laughs> I just made a movie. It's actually a play. It's like a Shakespeare play. Everybody dies in the end. It should have. Nobody comes. Nobody He had to stop. Like he no, nobody comes and he told me, oh. <laughs> They come on so Well you got good pussy. I know what I got. Yeah. What you got? Ain't no R E S P C T in that. I know the one thing, Mr. Soldier Man. Oh, I'm sorry, that's in my I don't nobody know who he is. It's a secret. But I expose myself, I don't care because everybody's a hoe, so whatever. Everybody has a hotel. Even people who don't think they have hotels. Me? Yes, you. Oh yeah, don't forget it's eleven eleven. I keep saying that. I'm gonna remember all night. Dream what my commander said, she said, Dream big, wish big. That's what today is for. I wish to be in the house with a washer and dryer and a one and a flat no up no stairs. Just walk flat ground. Backyard. Nice beautiful roses. Great view. Great view. Even if you don't have a great view. But great view. We want all of that and more. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be playing my song. Because I have to be respectful of the guys that are going to come. They're going to come around 7.50. I'm going to have to shut down. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I try to show them love. They're really nice guys. They're also white guys. <laughs> but they're nice guys. So I try to get out of here skedaddle also i went to see maxwell right i felt like such an adult there were so many elderly women there i said i know i'm 30 now i'm in my 30s now that's how you know once you go to a maxwell concert 
And then the moves he was doing, I was like, oh, my God, he's doing my dad's moves. He was doing some arms, bow, bow, pop lock and drop it. He was out there hitting him. You should have seen him. So shout out to Maxwell. And then this white lady, she, okay, so me and my best friend actually went to go see Marsha Ambrosia. Ambrose. Marsha Ambrose, the lady from Floor Tree. Is it Ambrosia or Ambrose? Ambrose. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't want to call her a dessert. She is a snack, though. Because <laughs> Ambrosia is dessert. It got grapes in it. But I don't know. Exactly. My mom makes jello fluff. That's delicious. That's like the delicious side of Ambrosia. Ambrosia is a mess. I like Well, I can make banana cream pie. I can make my mom's jello fluff. I can make pretty much anything. Just let me know and give me like two weeks and bada boom, bada bing. I can do it. Give me two weeks. Yeah, that's what the guy. I can't say because he told me I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he told me he wanted to listen to it, but he told me also, give me five minutes. I'm like, five minutes. Oh, she finally wants some snacky dackies. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. Let me play the song that I want to do the video to, and you guys can give me your input on if you think what I want to do is going to work. So, listen up, people. Y'all know I be having technical difficulties, but I'm working it out. And I be putting my mouth on this damn microphone like a damn fool. I need to get some damn Lysol. All right, here it goes. And I wish this was on Spotify so I could get paid for it. But it's not. Listen, anyway, bitches. Oh, you're not some bitches, but you are. Hello, Poppin'. It's Mary Poppin'. Hey, hey, what you doing, baby? Oh, it ain't no room. Say what you doing, baby. You can't say what up. You play your musical chess because you can't say what up. Say what you doing, baby.
the world and I'ma go and get it. Lighting all my chakras so bitches ain't ready. Cutting scores about my circle, motherfuckers getting petty. Showing mercy, I'm like, what you mean? Got these niggas to their knees. It's a doggy dog. What are you? Tell me what you think should go with the No Room video, people. Oh, pussy talk. Make a motherfucking wish. Because we have to be courteous of the next show. And they're really cool guys. It's like some old school hip hop show. 
one day we're going to collab. Don't forget, it's 11-11. Make a wish. You know, I usually make a wish for 11-11 during the day when I see 11-11 a.m. or 11-11 p.m. However, it's 11-11 all day. So all your wishes will come true. Only if you believe, like Peter Pan, if you ever seen Hook and you, like, Tinkerbell dies if you don't believe in her. So you got to clap. And you got to believe in Tinkerbell. So believe in your dreams, believe in your wishes, believe in your hopes, believe in your aspirations, and just keep praying on them. If you guys seen the sun today, it was a pinkish, reddish color. That's how you know today was a magical day. Also, we also had smoky Oakland going on. So you have to be careful of that. I don't know if that's why the sun was beautiful and shining like it was, or if it was just some natural shit. But it's 11-11, so some magical shit's going on. So put your affirmations into the universe. So when, since I was a teenager, when 11-11 came, I took a time out. So it took 60 seconds, if that's what I had, and I made my wishes. I ain't going to say they all came true, but it seems like everything that I ever wished for, either it worked out or I didn't get it because if I got it, I wasn't going to be appreciative of it. So it means I haven't yet to get it, and I will get it. The other day, I was in class with a student, and 11-11 came, and this is how serious it was. I was looking at 11-11, and I was like, bro, I need to make a wish, right, motherfucking now. And we're reading, right, motherfucking now. What do I do? I said, it's 11-11. Everybody make a wish. It was just me and him. I was like, everybody, everybody got a wish. Make it right now. And he was like, I said, you too. And he was like, my wish is to graduate high school. I said, whoop, there it is. You're going to graduate high school, my friend. Just because you wished it on 11-11. So now today's 11-11. So don't forget to put your affirmations, everything that you want. Write it down. If you too scared to speak it out loud, light your candles. Just it's it's like 11-11 is like a holiday for spiritual people. It's like as you're growing and and learning what what spirituality is to you because once you realize that religion is religion and it's not has nothing to do with spirituality then you start trying to figure out what spirituality is to you so days like this where 11 11 comes out and it's like a day a number that you always seen and you always feel some connection to it i've always felt a connection to it since i was a teenager and i never really understood it 100 percent. so now that i get to actually my uh, this is the first time this is the first year of me actually trying to involve myself in holidays that actually mean something or days that mean something like Dia de los Muertos I was able to build an altar um and today I'm able to light my candle when I get home I light my candle I'm trying to get some things in order when I get home but just really taking yourself today like who are you who do you want to be and don't forget that even though you're making wishes and you're putting this stuff into the universe, the universe only works if you work. So you put these things in the universe and you tell them the universe what it is that you need. And the universe is susceptible today. So she's listening. He's listening. However you feel about the universe, they're listening extra, extra hard today. The, the portable portal, all the spiritual people are saying the portal is open. If you don't believe, then that's on you. If you want to pray to God, whoever you want to pray to Jesus, whoever it is that helps you connect the spirituality, pray to them. And once you open up that door and you ask for all the things that you want and you need, as long as you work towards your goals the doors of opportunity will open up easily that's the whole point of asking right now so that 
the things that you want and need will come to you with no issue as long as you're working towards those, as long as you put in the effort. If you're not putting in the effort and you're just wishing upon a star, ain't shit going to happen because you have to actually show the universe that you're going to work. Sometimes the universe gives things to people. And that's just on the relationship that they have, the connection that they have, whatever happened in the past life, whatever agreement, however that works, that's that shit. But sometimes the universe makes you work for what you're supposed to get. You've already had that opportunity for you to actually get what you're supposed to get from the universe and you blew it. You were too greedy. Whatever it is that you did, you fucked it up. So now, and that's what I believe about myself, that whatever happened in the past life, I was either evil, whatever it is. Because I already have those tendencies where it's just like, ooh, if I had this, I would pop, pop, pop. So I'm in a predicament right now where I have, I have to learn and I have to come from the bottom and understand the people that are at the bottom so that I don't ever make whatever mistake I made ever again. So I'm working towards... All the things that I want and need in life, I'm working towards those because the universe is like, you're going to have to work this time, bitch. If you're going to sit on your ass, you're going to be hungry. If you get up and do all the things, all the opportunities, all the shit that I'm giving you, because every time I need a job, bitch, I find one. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Never it's so, never. It seems like there's people who be like, I can't never find a job. And it's like, why? Yeah, I will walk home. Like, and she just I'm falls in your fucking lap. You be like, damn, I just. That was okay. Well, so the uh, the universe gives it to people. Some people get opportunities. They get gifts. That things shit just happens to them because whatever sacrifice they gave in the past life. But sometimes you have to actually work. So if you out there hungry and struggling, if you're not doing what you're scared of doing, then the universe is like, if you're not gonna do what you're scared of doing, I'm not gonna help you. As long as you acting and pushing forward and saying doing what you say you want to do being who you say you want to be then it's just gonna come into fruition so keep dreaming big keep wishing big but keep working towards your goals do not give up keep working towards it today's 11 11 it's a spiritual day so do the rituals you feel that are personal for you do them do that shit it's a special day write down the ones in your dreams all the things that you need down create the magic spell it out Spell out your desires. That's what they say. They say magic is in writing because you're spelling. And they say you put a spell on people, that's magic. So spell some shit out. Write the shit down. Uh, get a real pencil or your favorite pen, the one that's ink. I don't fucking know. I'm just a spiritual witch off Instagram. I'm not, I haven't got, I haven't got a blessing yet from like an actual priest or spiritual person. That's like, and I'm, I'm, Really? Is it down the street, like down this street, or what street is it on? God, I can't. It's like off of Mission, I think. It's on twentieth. Or... Cause I feel like I've seen a Botanica, but it was closed when I seen yeah. it. So it's like a little shack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says Ocean. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see what it said on top yeah. of it. Um, but I need to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go. It's just what I'm waiting for is the move. Once I move and I'm able to have my own space and I'm able to just like put up my altar that I want to put up and I'm comfortable, then I'll be able to get the crystals that I feel is I'm supposed to have. I want to get my candles, even though I feel like that's like they be like charging twelve dollars for candles. That's a dollar at the other store. So I'm like, what's so special about these candles? Like, let me know. But I do want to go see like a spiritual person and have them like 
read my energy and like because I really was doing a lot of purple hair and that was like the crown energy so I'm like okay there it must be a reason why all of a sudden I'm just like I love purple but for me to just keep I can't if my hair is not purple I'm like what the fuck I need to do something oh it's not purple enough what the fuck so I'm gonna go to a botanica as soon as I move into my new house me and, and my comadre and my goddaughter are going to move into our new house. And then we're going to have, like, nice, beautiful. It's going to just be a beautiful feel. It's going to have a spiritual, loving, clean feel. And I'm going to get my comadre a hairnet. <laughs> that's all. And then we're, that's it. And that's all. So. I'm going to turn um, some music on as we close things down. Shout out to Rachel. Thank you so for, so much for coming. You're going to have to come, since, especially since you're only eight minutes away. I'm here every Sunday. And usually we're like four o'clock. But today I was just vibing. I was just like, I'm not even chilling. I just got up. And when I left, I was like, oh, Bart's coming in 30 minutes. I can just take my time. And it's all my edges or nothing. It was like, this is God. And we got here just in the nick of time. I did not start the recording in the appropriate time. So shout out to Pam again. Because she makes things work like oil. That's why they call the oil spray Pam. That's why my mama's name is Pam. Because she makes things operate. So shout out to Pam. Because she got the backup thing going. And it's going to get all of the show. I'm still learning, Pam. So, and she listens to this. So, shout out to Pam. I tell her all the time. I'll, well, I don't tell her all the time. But the one time she shouted me out, I was like, I hope you listen. Because I shout you all the time. So, I always shout Pam out because she's so oily and slick. <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking makes things work if it wasn't for Pam. One of these days, I'm going to come to the Sunday meeting that starts at like 12. But it's just the thought of like. I'm broke. And I got me her at Bart. It's like, I can't get on Bart twice. And I'm not about to sit out here in San Francisco with the funky monkey mans out there in the PB streets. I'd rather be at home <laughs> with uh, who knows what. But it's 7.53. Where are these guys? Like, are they waiting outside? They probably waiting outside. You see them? Somebody Is somebody here? Hey! Okay, we're cut, we're shutting down. <laughs> he's he's all slick. It's almost like Pam. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna play some music, people, until we close out officially. My mic is too high again. I'm always in the red, but I'm a fucking devil. That's what they say on Instagram and Facebook. They say you can't. They say if you got to be a strong person to fuck with Gemini's and Libras, because we're devils. I'm like, we'll call us Lucius. Get it right, bitch. But yeah, I guess we'll play a a little music. Oh, here we go again with this bullshit. It's been real, y'all. Mary Poppins out, bitch. Yeah.
How far track. is it away? How far is it away, Maine? From Two hours to Portland, which is where Connor is, and then for some of the real fun shows, it's three, four hours. And the thing is that the saddest part about that is the shows in Bumfuck Maine are way better and more fun to do than most of the shows in Boston. Like that's why we'll make those trips. Are yeah, there? Yeah, are they? Do they, do they get audience? You guys get audience? It's because there's yeah, nothing else there's to nothing do. Nothing else to do. Yeah. Nothing else to do. It's the thing to do in town that night. So they really yeah. Everybody like it. that's like the big event for the for the for the month is like oh the comedians are coming up from Boston like yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah they don't know you're not famous they have yeah. no idea no like no well, they just go here's a guy from a place you've heard of and everything yeah. amazing <laughs> and these people are yeah it's like I, I did a, I uh, did a show in Buckfield Maine <laughs> once and some Buckfield some, sounds made up yeah it's outside of some rural town I think it's outside of Lewiston and some guy some guy was like I've been drinking since two o'clock getting like getting like pre-gaming for this comedy <laughs> show and then they set off fireworks right after the show in the parking lot really? right after the show I did a show where they were throwing glow sticks into trees during my set oh man and during the headliner set that was actually in Bumfuck Pennsylvania but it's the same exact vibe there was like war vets who were like we used to do this in the military to mark our place for the people coming out I don't know they're like these like glow stick flares you'd fling them into trees that was going on during the headliner set and these guys were like yeah we do this all the time and they, they're missing limbs from fireworks like <laughs> you did uh, you did some shows like, like in some like random coal like mining towns and like Pennsylvania, you whole country USA. Another uh, boss comedian, Justin P. Drew. I feel. Yeah, I got my start in Backwoods, Pennsylvania, and that is uh, a lot of fun if you love backwards people. It can, yeah, they man. can be fun. they can be fun crowds sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? For for comedians and, and people that never leave Boston or you 
you know, whatever the respective city is, it's like, hey, man, Portland. that, yeah, that's it's good to get a look outside the bubble. Yeah, you exactly. have to, right? You, you gotta to like realize what, comedian. right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, and, and you discover things where like, dude, Portland, Maine is like my favorite place to do comedy, man. Portland, I love Boston, but yeah. Boston, oh, here we go. I'm getting a seat. I was leaning over. I can barely bend at the waist. It wasn't a good idea. Ticket, ticket, meal, ticket, ticket, come up, uh, still in my liver, real niggas in my condom, huh, feel, hit me back, feel this one where I'm out of back, feel, bring me back, feel this one out in California, the flow is good, the hoe is good, the show is good, you know it's good, cool as me out front, they can't cool, still can't fuck, you know it's good, clean as tight, be no head and shoulders, hoe, you know it's good, shout out to my kid folk, just got on that Coca-Cola, watch my pole fall, in my go-kart, this my getaway as fuck In my hood, we call it book Fuck by what you think of me All my hoes be nines and dimes All she want is chicken grease All you know is what your mammy taught you About the surface, get your meal ticket Ticket, meal ticket, ticket Come on, uh, still in my liver Real niggas in my condom uh, Feel, hit me back Feel this one where the powder pack Peel, bring me back Feel this one out in California Ticket, ticket, meal, ticket, ticket, come up, uh, still in my liver, real niggas in my condom, uh, feel, hit me back, feel this one where I'm out of back, peel, bring me back, feel this one out in California. Yeah, the trunk was for the rappers, on the cop was cool, we smoking peace, ain't we them to move at ATM, might buy the atrium, where you say, highway 58, in my cousin house, nowadays I like to bring my nephews and my budget out. I come from where you can't suck my dick and leave my cousin out. In my hood, we call it clout. Fuck about what you think of me. All my hoe be nines and dimes. All she want is chicken grease. All you know is what your man been Hey, everybody. Uh, we're going to get started with a podcast. Everybody clap your hands. Woo! Yay! All right, cool. Um, hi, I'm Amanda G. Amanda Golub. Um, I host a podcast called Near and Queer to My Heart. Um, it started in in New Orleans. Um, I host a, a queer storytelling show there called Greetings from Queer Mountain. Um, we actually have shows in Austin and New York as well, and we're actually going to be having one in San Francisco soon, I think. So y'all be looking for that. But out of that, it's a, it's a queer storytelling show, and it's a really like amazing space for queer people to come and share their lives. And we thought like, hey, these these shows are so magical. And we capture this beautiful moment, but then it ends, and we're like, "What do we do? <laughs> Fuck!" So, uh, so we decided to, you know, start this podcast, Near and Queer to My Heart, where we get to know the storytellers and then also other queer performers, because you, we have so much more um, than, you know, just our, our stand-up or the story or the, the five to ten minutes we get on stage. So. Um, I was so honored when uh, Pam chose me to be part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I'm super excited. Like I said, I live in New Orleans, so made it out here for that. Um, and then I, uh, through that, met Jenna Vesper, who's with us. Hey, Jenna. And uh, she's here for the festival, too. So I thought, hey, this is a really good chance for me to get to know her a little bit more, for y'all to get to know her a little bit more. Um, I did see her stand up a couple nights ago, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was great. I got a lot to say about it, but, uh, you know, first we'll get to know you a little bit better before we start, you know, with my diatribes of things, because um, I am, you know, 
pretty pretty good at just ranting and raving for a long time. I, I would fit really well in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's good, though. Yeah, um, so, Jenna, you live in Portland now? I do. I do. I am. I was born and raised in Napa, California, though, so it's kind of nice coming back to San Francisco um, and, like, having little memories of my childhood, you know, come at me all of a sudden. How long uh, were you in Napa? I was born and raised there. I left when I was, um, I was on the road moving to Portland on my 18th birthday. Oh, wow. I celebrated my 18th birthday on the road. Was it the kind of place that you were like, I hate it, I just have to get out? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a really, it's like a smallish town and what have you, but it's, it's just very conservative and just nothing really to it unless you're rich or you love wine. And I am neither of those things. Um, So Portland was definitely a nice place to go to because... You can be, you know, a little bit more broke. And if you like beer, perfect place. then you're in the fucking perfect place for it. Yeah, y'all like beer a little too much for yes. my taste. I just, I'm like, just give me a beer. And they're mm-hmm. like, what kind? And it's, <laughs> uh, what percentage? And it's microbrewery and what, I don't know, yeast or, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know because I just drink. Same with the wine too. Like uh-huh. I've been to mostly I've been to Napa for bachelorette parties, so nice. that's why I'm like, how do I'm like, where do the people who live here come from? Because I just feel like it's just a bunch of tourists and, yeah. and drunk, you know, girls' weekends and bachelor and bachelorette parties and um, we, I guess weddings and, and things that happen. Yeah. And I was like, who, I wouldn't want to live here. And like every like during the week, it's probably awesome. And then on the weekends, you're like, oh my god, if I hear one girl scream one more time, woo, like I'll lose my shit. But I would imagine that that would actually be the case in New Orleans too. Just yeah. walking down the street is a bunch of people partying. Yeah, Bourbon crazy. Street. Yeah, Bourbon Street. Right. It's, it's that's Street. A, yeah, that's the place where when I have friends visit, I'll, I walk them down one time, and I'm like, we're gonna go from the start to the finish, and that's it. And if you want to go back, you turn around and go back, and I'm gonna keep going the other way. <laughs> but yeah, we do have a, a lot of that. But we keep it in a contained area. Yeah, definitely for sure. Which is which is nice for sure. Napa is just, I mean, it's changed. So I haven't been in like eight years. So I'm about to go back after this festival um, because it's definitely no way I can come down this close and not go see my family. They would hate me forever. Um, but I'm not really looking forward to it. I mean, I've obviously stayed away for eight years, but I, I've heard it's changed and gotten its version of like gentrification in a way. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to go there because it was already pretty, um, you know, privileged area, but also didn't have anything of interest though. There's a couple like, of breweries now. Though, right. So it was just always interested. like, rich people just living a life but it was never there really wasn't anything like fun to do or cool bar to go to or anything but now apparently they have all that stuff so it's just gonna be kind of probably interesting and i don't know but i mean honestly if like i can get a good espresso or like macchiato while i'm there i'll be very happy because beforehand it's always just it was just like starbucks maybe you know yeah no like coffee culture that i'm used to from portland oh my god which yeah is showing my privilege as well i'm sure <laughs> was what are there things to do in napa for kids like i like i said i've only um, done very very smoke adult drugs sm- at the uh, <laughs> skate park i said smoke drugs yeah <laughs> i was like did you do that <laughs> or did you just hear about the cool kids doing that <laughs> clearly i smoked too many drugs that now i can't <laughs> form words um no i didn't really do a ton of the drugs I smoked pot when I was younger, but um, that was it. But there is a huge meth problem in Napa. Uh, a lot of people don't think that because they think it's just so like affluent and nice. But same, yeah, my hometown I'm from Santa Clarita, okay, outside yeah. of LA, and mm-hmm. I learned that later on that it's apparently a huge meth place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea. I think a lot of people, at least in Napa, they were trying to live outside of their means, like the people who 
who weren't quite like from wealth um wanted to live like that and so there was just a lot of like delusional like living and trying to be this and it it affected people you know and then i think drugs were just there to kind of ease the pain because so many people i mean maybe i'm just speaking from experience but like pretty much everyone in my family other than maybe my grandparents used meth <laughs> i guess too you have like the space like you can create meth there's like places oh, it's harder so it's harder bad. to do it in a city city you yeah. know i mean portland has its issues as well in that sense but i don't know i feel like it's a little bit more chill up there people are more apt to just smoke pot and drink like you said yeah. just drink and stay inside and be depressed in that way <laughs> <laughs> depression with like a little bit more of a a realistic look at it versus like let me just try to act like i'm better than everyone else i don't know yeah so are, are your parents from there too like are you mm-hmm. like third fourth generation napa yeah yeah i'd say probably second or third generation yeah um the grandparents i think were the ones that moved there maybe but i don't know much about them other after that okay you know. when did your parents like work with wine i no. Is that, okay, I was like, what are their jobs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are no. there there? My mother worked for the hospital. My father was a construction worker. We lived a pretty, like, just normal middle class life. Um, lower middle class, I guess. Uh, nothing, you know, too fancy. But it was just, I knew that, like, if I wanted to live on my own or go to college or do anything like that, I would have to leave because we didn't have the means to do any of that and to, like, live to you know live with my partner at the time would have um been impossible so we moved to portland because there was family nearby on his side and um and i don't know we just kind of went there and it was i was able to like go to a trade school and start a career for a while until that all blew up but anyway that's another story <laughs> okay so you get to portland you're 18 you're mm-hmm. with a partner mm-hmm um how high long? school sweetheart at okay. the time yeah how long were you all together uh seven and a half long years oh wow yeah. like from when you were kids or mm-hmm. like 16 started dating yeah and then seven and a half years after that that's a, that's a little longer than any relationship i've had and oh, i'm 34 yeah, now so oh that's gosh. pretty impressive <laughs> thanks it was it was not the best relationship but it was um I learned a lot, you know. Got you out of Napa. Myself. Yeah, I got me. We yeah, we moved up there. We had this a lot of the same goals and everything. He was just kind of a, a emotional abuser and um, kind of a shithead. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. I'm trying to think like the funny parts. I've been trying. Okay, so like <laughs> you don't have to think of the fun. No, Everyone comes on here and they're like, funny. "I'm trying to be so funny," and I'm like, "It's it's not it's not it, it might be funny mm-hmm. and we might you know it might be sad. Like we can have all kinds of you know." Whatever conversations we want to have, there's no uh, parameters. True. I just, it's interesting because I do eventually, I want to try to talk about, because um, we got married at one point, I do want to try to talk about my, like, marriage and divorce on stage in some way one day, but I've yet to, like, figure out a way to make it funny, other than that when I tell people I've been married sometimes, they are, like, very shocked by that because, I mean, the viewers can't, the listeners can't see me right now. I'm just very, like of eccentric I, i'm 32 but i look i feel like i look like i'm trying to be 21 <laughs> i think and i and i kind of just like live a very like yolo-esque type life <laughs> like i i live in a living room right now i'm just like no car no aspirations no career 
And uh, people were just like, whoa, you were married and you like had a real job and a house and a whole thing. And I was like, yeah, but it was I was really unhappy. How, how <laughs> old were you when you got married? 24, I think. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I, I think about like who I was with when I was 24. I'm like, man, if I'd gotten married, I, I would we would I mean, we broke up anyway. Mm-hmm. But like if we got married, we probably would have tried to stay together longer because oh, yeah. we were married. Um, and I also, you know, I think too, like my parents' generation, like they were married. My mom was 23 when they got married and my dad was 25. And my dad's like, we were the oldest ones of our friends that weren't married Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to get married. He was like, I just, we're living together. It's great. Let's just fucking stay. Let's just live together and hang out like we do. We don't need marriage. And Mm -hmm. then every one of their friends was married. The parents were, you know, back then I think there's a lot more pressure. So they ended up getting married. Um, and He's like, I was 25 and the oldest one of my friends. And I'm like, that's oh. insane. I'm 34 and I have tons of friends that aren't married. Exactly. And it's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel bad about it. I live with my girlfriend now. We've been together almost two years and nobody's putting pressure on me to, you know, if, if we do decide to get married in the future, it'll be a you know, decision that we make. But I can't, you know, imagine, you know, having if I had been married in my 20s, I think that's such a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was for sure. And there was pressure from my family to do it. And it was definitely a mistake. I had like a total breakdown like a week before the wedding. I remember like and crying and figuring and thinking like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like the invitations were already sent. People were coming. You yeah. know, it was like a whole thing. So I don't know. One day I'll think about I'm actually I mean, I've processed it. I've moved on. It's been about seven years. Six years. I'm bad at math. <laughs> so like I'm not even like really traumatized by it, but it's just like I want try to find somehow to make it funny but yeah it hasn't come to me it, it'll it'll come there's a lot of experiences that I have that I try to take them back mm-hmm. you know through comedy mm-hmm. and through the funny it's amazing and sometimes you try and it just like it doesn't work out um but I have a joke that I'll tell later tonight and it's actually um about a really bad experience I had at a gynecologist it was right after I came out of the closet and I went to the gyno and I was so excited you know to be like oh you know this is a chance where I can come out to somebody and, and be like oh yeah no I'm not on birth control because I'm gay I don't need birth control and then this lady was like super Christian and was trying to get me to like date her son and like laid into me about how wrong I am and I'm you know in the fucking paper gown yeah on the stirrups like it's the weirdest place to be and I just start crying and I'm like 23 at the time but I was still on my mom's health insurance so she was in the weight room so I come out of of the gyno and I'm crying and my mom's like what did they do to you in there you know just emotionally abuse me yeah and then she laid into them and you know it's a whole so I I I now have a whole joke about it but it took a while it took years for me to like get that out but it's something that still I mean it happened when I was 23 and I still think about it every once in a while and get Mm -hmm. really angry and pissed off that that was an experience that I had yeah that's real but you'll you'll get there and I'm looking forward to (laughs) one day hearing me talk about my my shitty (laughs) ex-husband oh man yeah can I ask um Oh, sorry. I don't know what I did with this mic because I don't know how technology works, which is why I'm glad I'm here in this studio. Um, I can't hear through the the headphones. That's okay, though, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. It's good. Um, I was going to ask, and if you don't have an answer for this, it's fine because I'm not trying to put any boxes on it. But Mm -hmm. um, I like to ask you you how you identify. Yeah. I, um, for the longest time, have, since I was like probably 14, have identified as bi. But I would say in the last year, year and a half, come to like, um, identifying more as like pansexual in the sense that as as I've just grown as a person, I've like learned and become more woke, uh, as the kids say, um, to like gender not being a binary 
and um, me realizing, you know, all of just like being attracted to people more, you know, yeah. that now I'm like, I want to start identifying more as pansexual. I have felt nervous to do that in some ways because I don't want to like, I've, I don't know, as a bi person, I've had uh, issues with not feeling welcome in certain aspects of the community for better or for worse. And I don't always like, I don't want to like come in and be like, I need all of the respect and everyone just listen to what I have to say. Cause I don't want to do that. Cause I have experienced the privilege of being uh, perceived as straight my entire life, you know? Yeah. No, Which is, um, like, annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's interesting. One of the comics in new Orleans, she's bisexual and mm-hmm. she has, and she has a joke about how like now that Trump's president and things are kind of crazy, like um, that in the future though, like it's, it's kind of a messed up joke about gays being in concentration camps oh, almost. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, the, you know, gay men will do the hair for everybody and the lesbians will build the things and the bisexuals will just be happy that they're there. It's, <laughs> you know the crux of the joke but i feel like with what you just said you might identify with with that joke yes, exactly. i'm just happy to be accepted by somebody um yeah because i don't know i've had issues i mean because my my shitty ex-husband like he he was he found my bisexuality to be like a turn-on but something that he could use and something that was like his in a way and like we had three summons together when we were together but with with other females, but it was all like by his design and his choice, and I never got to like have any, you know, um, say in it really. And they were not great experiences, and so for a long time, I would still always identify as bi, but that I would just like be, um, I have a ton of internalized misogyny because of it and well, society and what have you, but would just think that like, oh, I was only sexually attracted to women and not romantically attracted to them because dramatic or whatever and plus also he just kind of made me feel shitty about it and the experiences we had with other women were not focused on my pleasure yeah and maybe not even theirs I mean because he was kind of shitty that way but um so then I was always just like I don't know if I even am like the right kind of buy because I just couldn't really explore it yeah, well, society wants to put you in a box, and it sounds like your ex-husband wanted to put you in a different box or yeah. a box within that box, and then that doesn't allow you the mental space or, you know, capacity to really explore that on your own terms. Yeah, so. and it's just, like, so much easier to live the, you know, more straight-identified life and to just, like, pick up dudes and date dudes and be around dudes, you know? So it was, I just continued that. Even after I left him, I just kind of continued down that path for a while until I started, like... Yeah, just exploring it more and opening up and meeting some really awesome queer people that, like, would question me on, like, the internalized misogyny and the issues that I was having, um, probably even internalized homophobia, and be like, wait, do you really think that way? And it's like, oh, no, I don't actually. Yeah. And I break it down, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, um, I mean, I think we overthink that I think a lot of queer people overthink a lot of things and I, I do and I like to talk about it too because mm-hmm. we've had there's been so much in my life where I haven't been able to talk about it that now that I'm finally able to talk about you know being queer and what that means and what that means for my partners and what mm-hmm. their experiences are in mine it's, you know it's it's pretty pretty amazing yeah you, you said at 14 you identified as bisexual were you coming out to people yeah I came out to my mother that... um and that's pretty much it. I came out to my first ever like female kiss partner way to say it um a uh, girl at school that I was friends with and um yeah and had my first kiss with her and then like never that's never you know that's probably as far as I went because I was also I mean 
just young and not really that sexual yet. Um, but I just knew that I was always attracted to women. So I came out to my mother. She was supportive. Um, I told her while she was driving though, and she almost drove off the road because she was like kind of surprised by it. <laughs> that was a fun moment. I, I definitely that's remember. That's dangerous in Napa. But... <laughs> yeah, she was she was actually probably high at the time because she was a drug addict. But um, so she was supportive of it though. And then like, and then I then I met my high school sweetheart when I was sixteen, and then he just always knew about it. Um, so you're like, always open with him from the yeah. jump. And then I was always open about with every um, male partner that I was with for any length of time. And I had some better experiences, you know, afterwards with, like, boyfriends that were more like, oh, that's awesome. This is a part of you. And uh, if you want to explore that with, uh, you know, me, like, yeah. let's do it in the future. But never, never, you know, not too many experiences with that. And then... Is there any like jealousy issues? Kind of like, mm-hmm. um, like my current girlfriend now um, has dated men in the past, and I definitely uh, there's some different energy that happens, mm-hmm. and so there's definitely been a lot of discussions about you know what what that what that means. So yeah, I think he was jealous of that, jealous of it, that. Yeah, I would want to be with somebody else and not him. I mean, but I think that boils down to like his own insecurities because he also never wanted us to have like a male male threesome you know either it was all just his own insecurities for sure about that um because yeah, i think some of it's insecurities and i think some of it's like society just telling yeah. us like that there are these different because part because in my mind i'm like it doesn't matter first of all it doesn't matter who anybody dates beforehand because that's you know all that equals the person that you're dating now um and you know that they make up that beautiful wonderful person that you're dating now um, and sometimes the bad experiences actually make them a better person or, you know, whatever it is. But then I think with all the stuff we've been taught, especially like, yeah, it kind of blew my mind when you know, we're finally we're talking about non-binary. Yeah. Because oh, I, definitely. you know, didn't think of growing up, you don't think about it because no. you're just taught this is how it is. I mean, even for me to come out to myself, like I was always taught it was like men and women are together and mm-hmm. I didn't have any real life role models or examples. And very rarely you saw it on TV growing up. And so like things are way different now. And, um, you know, I think things are a lot more common. Which is, I mean, it's so, it's, yeah, it's changing so much. So as far as, like, public, um, yeah, knowledge and everything. Obviously, uh, people who've been living as non-binary or um, trans or, you know, however they want to identify forever, for a long time, we just haven't talked about it much, you know, very openly. Yeah. I remember even when I started to become more open to dating women, even romantically, two years ago, I still was not even really, like, that have to, like, what uh, somebody would, you know, somebody that would identify um, as non-binary and all the different spectrums of it. So I was, like, even then I was still just, like, oh, I'm just, I'm still just a bisexual and I still just date women and men and, um, and then the whole, like, do, am I attracted to women who are more like feminine or or you know masculine and identifying and all everything in between? That was still such a huge struggle for me, and it didn't go well. I had some some friends, some queer friends that didn't like my coming out process again because at that point I was like age thirty, kind of coming out again because I had always just identified somebody as, who was just like sexually attracted to women, but didn't think anything as far as romantically with them, and then I basically came out again in a way. Of like, no, I'm actually interested in like ex- like living a life that's, I guess you would identify as queer, and that was like a whole new thing. And even though I didn't really have to come out to like 
you know, family or anything about it and have experienced any um, major pushback. It was still scary because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I still felt like I was going to fuck it up. And I did fuck it up, I think. You know, I fucked it up with some friends by not using the right terminology, not saying the right kind of stuff, uh, asking the wrong questions that maybe I could have just Googled, you know, like <laughs> that kind of shit. No, it's good you're trying to have open conversations. And... I was, and I, and I felt safe in the time that I was doing it, and then it kind of bit me in the ass later. But also, ultimately, even I'm still thankful for those experiences and, and from the, the learning that I learned from it, you know, having to, like, go home and, like, kind of, like, clean my wounds and be like, okay, you're right. I didn't go about that correctly. Um, and that doesn't feel good. But like I needed to go through it somehow, you know? Yeah. And it was like another coming out process. So I'm not going to make, it's not going to be hundred percent perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes, you know, in the process and probably hurt people in the process, which is the shitty part. But you know, it's ever changing. I feel like it's a, you know, evolution. Yeah, if you have any intent, you know, even if asking questions, if that might uh, bother people, like if you have good intentions, I think I mean, that's I'd like to think, but important too. But I think that's even like another thing where I still like I'm a little nervous, like coming out and starting to be like, oh, I'm pansexual, I'm whatever, because I feel like I don't know enough about gender politics and everything to be like, um, to have like a full, super educated dialogue with somebody, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That really makes me feel. Um, nervous but to you do can't, that. You can't lose yourself in the process. You I know. know. Yeah. That's why. That's why when I asked you, I'm like, I'm going to ask you how you identify. And if you don't have an answer, that's okay. I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, pinhole because I've gotten into that. Um, like I personally identify as lesbian. That's the mm-hmm. identity I use. I don't use dyke. I don't use queer for mm-hmm. myself. And that's just how I feel comfortable. It's how I've always felt comfortable. Um, but I've gotten in trouble too. Like one of my friends, I'm like, yeah, lesbians like us. <laughs> and like, you know, r- like rip her a little mm-hmm. bit. And she was like, I don't identify that way. And then yeah. I felt like such a shit bag. Yeah. But I didn't, I had good intentions and, you know, and she was realized later her response. She was like, I'm sorry. I was like, kind of harsh with you, but she's like, I'm very tired of that. And I'm like, no, I understand. Oh yeah. 100%. Like I didn't take it personal. I just felt bad that I made, you know, but then now in the future, I try not to make mm-hmm. those assumptions. So I've learned <laughs> from some experiences I've learned some, I continue to make the same mistakes again. Um, but yeah, I get that too. Like I dated my first, I came out at 23, dated my first girlfriend, 23 to 27. Mm-hmm. We broke wow. up. Um, she thought I'd come to New Orleans actually because we were dating. And then after that, she was like, so you're leaving, right? And I was like, no, I kind of like yeah, it here. And I honestly can't afford to, <laughs> to move or do anything else. Um, and so I'm 27 and I'm single for the first time. And I didn't know, I'd never really asked anybody out. Mm. I'd only been with one woman. Like <clears throat> I didn't have any clue what I was wow. doing. Um, and I learned by trial and error a whole bunch, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can't imagine have that be like yeah your only experience was just kind of this one I don't know like this one ride I guess if you're looking at yeah. like an amusement park and it's just like this one thing that you did it over and over again with like different you know fun things I'm sure yeah three years ish you know but then to kind of like get off that ride and be like wait what what, what now yeah it was you know she was a former Jehovah's Witness so she had her own issues oh, yeah. with like she wasn't out and that was that was and what ended up really like killing everything because I couldn't um, I was out and it really put me back in the closet mm. and I felt really, uh, oh my gosh. It, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. But funny story, uh, now, yeah, so funny. that right after her, I dated another girl that I met on 
online because that's what you <laughs> that's where you go uh-huh. uh, when you don't know how to like talk to <laughs> women. Um, and anyway, so the second girl I dated and the my first girlfriend are now together. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I'm trying to write a joke about it, other than just saying that, other than just saying this is a thing that happened um, <laughs> that I have to see on Facebook occasionally. <laughs> it fits all the stereotypes. <laughs> it really does. But like, oh, I mean. That's the thing, right? I don't know. I I, Dan, I listen to Dan Savage a lot, and he talks about that when, like, uh, straight callers will call in, and they'll be like, I just can't believe somebody, my friend would date somebody else that I once dated or whatever. And then he usually is like, yeah, that doesn't really happen in the gay community because you you would run out of people <laughs> to fuck if you cared about who fucked who and when and how you know like (laughs) if you like made the same rules that straights usually make of like you know bros for foes or whatever you never do that it's like then you would run out of people and like that's not possible (laughs) yeah can still uh can still happen (laughs) oh man that's pretty funny yeah i feel like portland is a pretty um like oddly small town oddly small queer community too Oh, really? I thought yeah. there'd be a bigger queer It's community. big. I mean, I guess it's huge, but, like, it's still, that town is just so weird. Like, you just see everybody. You can't escape anything, I feel like. I went there once in, oh, God, I want to say 2004. Mm, so it's been wow. some time. I spent. A, I had a friend that lived there. I spent a weekend there. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't like it. Yeah, that's before it changed majorly okay. again. Maybe I'll have to give it another chance because I met at this festival. I met a lot of cool Portland folks, but uh-huh. I went there and it seemed like everything closed super early. Everybody was, uh, I don't know. I just didn't get a good vibe from people. Yeah. Like everyone was in a hurry. Everyone, you know, I kind of, the dudes were taking the flannel from the women, which I didn't, oh my, you know. Yeah, that's like still my, the same. <laughs> like my lesbian flannel. Yeah. Um, Cheers to that. I'm not a woods person, so that kind of threw me off, too. But yeah. I'd be at a bar, and there'd be, like, three things on the menu, and then they'd close. You know, I'm like, you're open till 2, and mm-hmm. it's, like, one thirty, and they're like, get out. And I'm like, I don't like no, this. No, that's still the same. That's so funny. You're right. Like, that's still definitely the same. We, like, the town, like, drinks hard. We drink hard, but we drink hard early. Because we're all just, like, functioning alcoholics. I think we all just really, like, okay, I'm going to get this fucking shit done by 10 because I do have to work in the morning. I am blacked out, but it's done early. See, in New Orleans, we start early and we keep going. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You ever see yourself anywhere else? I do. Um, I've been thinking about Pittsburgh because I hear a lot of nice things about it. Um, Or... Going big and like going to like New York or Chicago because I'm also um, a nanny and that's what I do during the day and um, and I love doing it but part of me is like oh maybe I could like go and work for like a really rich family you know one of those bigger cities and then have my room and board taken care of and all that stuff it just would suck because it would hinder eventually dating because you wouldn't be able to ever bring anybody to your place yeah. of living. Um, that means they have to have a place exactly which is kind of nice and that's not always a guarantee in portland um (laughs) that you're gonna go fuck somebody at a place they have but i uh but also my dating has always been just so fucking all over the place i haven't had like a serious relationship in almost four years so have you been looking or is it just the way yeah no i have been and i've had like some nice wonderful connections and moments with people that have lasted like three or four months but 
they usually just it always just ends somehow. I don't really know. Uh, I was like, does it just get really weird at some yeah, point? No, this like the last girlfriend. Is it like Seinfeld's where it's like one thing and you're like, I can't do this I don't anymore? No, yeah. I, the last girlfriend I was, I would consider a girlfriend. It still only lasted three months. It was really wonderful. Um, ultimately, I knew it probably wouldn't last forever because she was very strictly monogamous, and I don't believe in that. I don't know exactly what I believe in, but I don't want to be in a strictly monogamous relationship for the rest of my life. So I was like, it probably won't work out forever. But I was still interested in dating her because she was wonderful. And she treated me nicely. But she kept saying that she wasn't good in relationships. And I was like, well, what does that mean? I'm telling you that you are because <laughs> I like dating you. So, like, can you just listen to what I'm saying? She's like, okay, okay. But then she was really nervous about, uh, well, I get, long, long story short, we like let's go get like a dildo though you know to add to the bedroom and she's like i've never been to one of those stores before what? she was from like, the midwest and she was real oh i was like did she come right out of the church yeah like- i mean kind of and she was 32 i think and had been out her whole life or most of her life but was still just like very kind of straight and narrow about it and uh because that's not even like that wild like, no that's not you know no, exactly. <laughs> that seems to me like a very normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have blinked an eye at that. So that's... She had had ones and used ones before, but, like, it wasn't by her doing, you know? Like, she didn't go out and purchase them herself, really. But that's so part like, of the thing. Let's you know? go together. Yeah. So I took her to, like, a really great sex shop um, in town, and we, like, picked one out. She picked out the color she wanted, and, and I helped pick out the size because I have a very tight vagina. There's jokes about it if you want to hear me on line mm-hmm. and uh we bought it and we didn't get a chance to use it that night because we had dinner plans with her two gay uncles and her mother it was really nice and i was like hey let's go wow, let's you met the that. family we already met the family yeah. and they were really wonderful and then so we didn't get a chance to use the dildo no big deal right and then i was gonna see her that wednesday i was really excited and then she came over and broke up with me <laughs> those dildos are not cheap it was like ninety dollars. Shit! <laughs> and Did she you get like the glass one. Jesus. She bought it. No, oh. it was like a nice, just a nice silicone one. Like ninety dollars. Oh, Portland is expensive. <laughs> oh boy, niche, niche dildo. Now you're not community. selling me on Portland. No, yeah, it's really intense. If, if you were like all those things you said are true, but there's cheap sex toys, I'd be like, I'll consider it. No, not really. And uh, I was like pretty bummed about it, and she broke up just because she um, she thought things were getting too serious. I think that the purchase of the dildo made it too serious for her. Not the meeting of the mom and the no, gay exactly. uncles. That was not serious. Yeah. And uh, then <laughs> she's got some shit to figure she, out. She that's what she said. And so I was like, valid. You do. You definitely have things to work on, and I don't really want to be here for this. So I guess bye. But then like I definitely texted her the next day. I was like, yo, but can I actually get that dildo though? Because um, you bought it for me right yeah like because that's what she was saying yeah. she did buy it like for me and i was like but can i get that because like it's kind of like if you like if you proposed to me and gave me a ring and then the engagement broke like we broke the engagement i would get to keep that ring yeah that's usually the standard and she just never replied to that text. <laughs> like do you have any jokes about this because I, I think okay i said it once and i was like i was like this is good i was like i somehow i said something about how it, it was like one of those nice dildos one of those ones you put in the foyer <laughs> and uh yeah i felt like it was you know really unfortunate that she didn't give it to me because i feel like it's uh, possession is nine inches of the law <laughs> that was the one joke i have from it i like it but um i was bummed about that dildo never never got to see it again you're i wonder like, if she I ever remember. used it you're like i don't remember her name but that dildo is beautiful do you believe in the whole like um relationship juju staying on the dildos yeah 
Absolutely. Clean slate. I don't, but Clean slate. I believe yeah. I, I support you and your. Yeah, because honestly, if somebody, if I come to somebody's house and, um, you know, I have a joke about that where it's like my ex wanted all the sex toys and I was like, great, I was just going to throw them away because oh, yes, like I don't, I'm not going to offer this to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to like, because you know, you know where it's been and, and that's. But if they're like top quality silicone that you can wash and like really sanitize, like look, my, they're safe to use. <laughs> yeah. Most of my breakups, I just want out. Like, if I'm the one that's breaking up, I want out, and I give up everything. Mm -hmm. Um, My first breakup, my girlfriend that I had for um, 23 to 27, all I wanted was the cat. (laughs) I was like, you can have all the furniture. I just want this cat. And I got the cat. Yeah, yeah, I got him. Um, And, yeah, so I lost everything. And so the sex toys were included in all the stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, like, a year later, she was like, come by and get this box. And then I got some of my DVDs and stuff that she decided she didn't want, you know, (laughs) after that time. But... Otherwise, uh, the table, chairs, everything, that didn't matter. I just, you know, like, I'm not, to me, it's not worth fighting over. No, for sure. You know? Even if it was, and none of it was expensive because we're young and broke. But even if it was, it's not, it's not worth it unless it's like a family heirloom or something that's, like, the cat that's irreplaceable. But I'm just saying, though, if you had spent, like, $150 on a total, like, harness dildo set that fits your body well, (laughs) you feel really good with it. I'm assuming a lot about your sex. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> don't need to be. Yeah, I'm just my saying, girlfriend's not listening. If you were that type of person who, who really felt like you know, then like, then you're not gonna. I w- I would find it hard pressed to like throw all of that away and get a new $150 set for the next time you're in a serious relationship and you want to yeah. use it because because it has been in somebody else. You don't get to throw away a dick a real dick no. after it's been in somebody <laughs> you just hopefully wash it put a condom on it but like you can't just like throw that it's like the idea that like this relationship juju just sticks on dicks forever or dildos is like funny to I me don't know. i'm kind of because i'm kind of old school it's like okay the thing with the, the harness though, i'm like some harnesses like that is hard to find it's hard to find like a, with the uh, dildo you could replace That's that true. shit yours is interesting because you never used it so mm-hmm. that is an unused purchase and you can't really return it. Like, even if it's unused, you can't return exactly. it. So that one I probably would have pushed a little harder than than one text for. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm old school. Like, I kind of believe, like, everyone you're with, like, uh, especially in a relationship or in love with, like, you give them a little piece of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I really do believe that. And a lot of people are like, what's wrong with you? Like, it's just, you know, it's 2018 and people hook up and it doesn't have to mean anything. And I'm like, yeah, but still, it's, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely means something. I feel, yeah, that's, ugh. I don't even want to get into that conversation. <laughs> we don't have to go there. We can just talk about dildos for the rest of the time. <laughs> my friend, uh, my my older lesbian friend who was in a long term relationship, she um, they broke up last year. She was moving out of town because she she very much was like, I need to get rid of everything that reminds me of this person, including the city I live in, um, <laughs> and move somewhere else. But she had they had bought a, a dildo and it was too big. And so they had only used it once and then just threw it in, like, a, a drawer. And it had been there for, like, years. And then when she moved, she was like, Jenna, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't know where to recycle it. And I was like, I will take it. And it was, like, a $150 dick. And so I took it and just washed it extra good. And then I used it a bunch. But it was unfortunate because I use it for camming, too. And I uh, so I basically just, like, suck it, you know, for the show. And... So I kind of use my teeth a little bit because it's fun when just like having it in your mouth, and it's not it's not attached to anybody, so it's like whatever. No and then uh, only after using it for like two months, I started looking at around like the 
kind of underneath the head part because this, this one did look like a dick it it's like cracking all over because i think the silicone like got old by just like sitting in a drawer for years yeah because i didn't use it that much <laughs> and now i'm like annoyed because now i can't use it because it wouldn't be um sterile anymore because of like the crevices yeah. that i've created with the cracks yeah, I thought you were gonna say something like it looked like a woodchuck had gotten to it. Yeah, so at this point, I'm gonna kind of like kind of bend it and like you can like see in it. So what so, do you do with it now? So now I still use it just to suck oh. on cam, and now I bite it even more because I'm like, fuck it, yeah. why not? <laughs> um, Otherwise, you hang it on the wall and it'll make a nice coat hanger. Yeah, or I'll take like nice like nudes with it, I'll, like use it, and take really sexy photos. But I've actually gotten a lot of like free free dildos this way from other friends who've like. Two other ones from my friend uh, D. Martin Austin. Shout out to them. They've given me two of their sex toys that they just didn't like. Um, <laughs> they've given them to me, and they're great. And then I got a free one once from being a stunt cock for a um, how to give BJ class that Portland. That my friend AJ. Shout out to her. <laughs> also does in portland have you ever heard of this before no like a how to give a blowjob class <laughs> what is there a secrets that there's just like yeah i don't even of, i don't like i'm that. not sure if this is even interesting <laughs> to any of your audiences but there's just well, like so, some of the audience would want to know <laughs> yeah because everyone um, assumes they're doing it right because they're like look mm-hmm. i'm putting my mouth on it like this should be sufficient no there's a lot of things i've seen the grapefruiting it. thing which you oh know, my gosh yes it, that lady's amazing like, so good <laughs> oh my god ouch uh yeah but people like um pay a lot of money to go to like a class where there's like 30 other people sitting in the same room uh listening to a, a lady talk about <laughs> how to give the best blowjobs all the like tricks and like anatomy and like how to like not tire your jaw <laughs> and use your eyes and hands and all these different ways. And in order to do that, she needs somebody to wear um, a strap on so she can perform oh, okay. the things that she's talking about to the audience. And I've done that twice. And it's like the funnest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life because I get to kind of showboat and be a little bit like a comic too. I kind of like get to joke around and say stuff as she's like sucking my dick and uh and they get to fake having an orgasm at the end. It's really nice. Is that um, planned, or is it like when you decide that she's done? Well, she tells me. Yeah, okay. she's like, okay, now this now. is our final like demonstration of the night. Okay. Um, and I want you to come and I think at different times we practice different ways, like asking for consent to like come on her face and asking, can I come in your mouth and like because that's also what the class is about. It's just like all those different things that unfortunately a lot of people just like don't even think about. They're just like I'm supposed to have it. I'm supposed to give oral, and if I and if I give oral, I'm supposed to start from finish, do everything the way like porn has told me forever, and yeah. not you know like yeah. you can as the person who's giving it also has a say in what happens, and also maybe get some enjoyment yeah. out of it versus like oh this is a thing that I'm told Doing. I'm supposed to do, and he seems to enjoy you know it's you know because so many people want their partners to enjoy it yeah. So they just take their own pleasure out of it, and that's not. And then, I mean, that was the thing is a lot of you'd see a lot of these couples that come into it, where the the male would be like just so, like doesn't want it to be that way. They don't just want to take that pleasure. They actually really want their partner to have fun, but they don't know how to like explain that to them. Yeah. And so it's just a a whole thing. Yeah. So they take this class. Portland's so cute like that. There's just a lot of like things like that. 
So can I ask about camming? Oh, yeah. Is that a – when did you get into that? Is Only that... like three months, three or four okay. months ago. I'm pretty new to it. Not making a ton of money doing it, but um, yet because I need to get more of a following. But um, you can follow oh, – can I name <laughs> drop my cam? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> – this is why we do these things. I was going to ask you at the end to like promote your oh, stuff, yeah. but okay, you could do I'll it in the middle it, yeah. and then we'll repeat it at the I'll end. We'll repeat it at the end. I'm on Chatterbait and I'm at Citrus Tits. All spelled out, just how you would think Citrus Tits is spelled out. Is that a, I'm really proud I got that name and didn't okay. have to add any numbers to it. I was like, is that a nickname from childhood? Or? <laughs> I had just recently dyed my hair orange. And so I just was like, Citrus Tits. I don't know. <laughs> kind of nice. Um, but 